everybody, and welcome to another episode of Soul Focused Radio. This is your host, Martin Friedman. And only Martin Friedman this time. That's right. I am here to intro uh, an amazing conversation between Cindy Edwards and her husband, Kelly Edwards. And it is a great look into uh, self-accountability, personal accountability when it comes to parenting. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the intro today because I really want you all to listen to this. I want to let you know it will be in two parts. They kind of closed out the first part, and then I asked them a question, and I asked them to make it a part two. So we have two parts um, for today around personal accountability and parenting. And I just want to remind you to always, as always, to like, to subscribe, to comment on uh, our YouTube podcasts, you know, Spotify, Apple, Android, you know, subscribe, please share, uh, share this with every parent that you know. Um, I think there's some really powerful cycle breaking examples here, uh, a lot of vulnerability, and I just think it's, it's awesome and I'm excited for you to hear it. So I won't talk any longer. So here we go with parts one and two of personal accountability and parenting. Enjoy. When you come to the Soul Focus Group, you come to an acknowledgement that there has been injuries done to us from all these different forms of oppression. Injuries that have impacted our subconscious mind, our heart, our spirit, our very soul. So at the Soul Focus Group, we recognize that and we focus on healing healing, the return or the recovery of our connections to our healthy self, our beautiful thinking mind. We want you to come join us in a movement of healing all around the world to restore us back to our rightful state. At the Soul Focus Group, we heal. Hey everybody, this is your host, Cindy Edwards, and I would like to welcome you all to my segment on soul-focused parenting. Today, I am joined by a very special person, my husband, Kelly Edwards, and we will be continuing our conversation around personal accountability and how it relates to parenting. So, hi, would you like to say hello to our listeners? What's going on, everybody? Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, You know, on our first episode around personal accountability, I had defined personal accountability as taking responsibility and full ownership of my actions and my behaviors. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on how you would define personal accountability. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar. I think uh, I'm a big fan of maximum accountability. So uh, not only taking accountability of your actions, but also uh, without being too harsh on yourself, just finding ways that you could ha- you could handle situations a little bit better. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a basketball coach and I'm a teacher and, and an educator uh, at heart. And that's my passion. And um, I'm always preaching that you should be finding ways to Always evaluate yourself, and I think constructive criticism. And the key word is constructive uh, criticism is crucial to development, not only in, in the youth, but in 
you know, adult. So uh, always in a constant review process of how we could do things better, um, having a high standard for yourself. But that would be my definition. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's a great definition, actually. You know, with with you mentioning being a, a teacher and a, a mentor to youth, how do you how do you instill that? How would how would we instill that into our children, our three babies that we're currently raising right now? And why do you think that's important to instill personal accountability? Uh, I think accountability is is the mark of is is one of the key marks of of uh, of a high integrity individual. Um, being able to take accountability and realize that we're imperfect beings is something that is crucial. If you are if you can't don't have the ability to take accountability and realize that you're not perfect, that you're always a work in progress. Um, it's really going to stunt your growth and limit your possibilities. So we, as parents, we want to raise our kids to be the best kids that they can possibly be, you know, to realize that they're always a work in progress and be able to evaluate things uh, constructively without really getting down on themselves. I feel like building confidence for uh, young individuals, boys and girls is, you know, a sensitive topic, right? And everyone kind of has their own characteristics where some people can take constructive criticism and some people might be a little bit more sensitive. So, um, parenting, as everyone knows, is not a one, one size fits all. And I think that it's, it's always a puzzle in terms of when to push and when to pull back a little bit, but teaching personal accountability, I feel is right up there with, you know, it's, 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 it's an integrity, integrity module, right? So you, you have to know, you know, what's right from wrong. It's right up there with being truthful and 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 high, and high morals and high values. So, um, I think that's integral part of, of parenting. Definitely, and you know, I definitely agree. You know, I think that's one of our big, our biggest value is is instilling integrity and teaching our children humility, and um, it's super important to be able to model that for them. And, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think, um, as you just said, you know, modeling it is the best way to teach it, I think. Right. Because at a young age, the kids are always the kids. Kids kind of evaluate everything. And my children in particular is on what's fair. Right. So if you tell them personal, you know, you need to make sure you're holding yourself accountable, personal accountability, taking accountability for your actions, right or wrong. But then you're not doing the work yourself. The kids are your children, you know, I think will will listen to you because they know that you're the parent and they need they know it's right to listen to you, but it won't really resonate. And they may just be listening to you because they, quote unquote, have to because you're their parent. But if you're modeling accountability in your relationship with your marriage, your friendships, you know, possibly at work or whatever they're exposed to, then I feel that's the best way to teach that to your kids. Right. Because a lot of times they kids learn by visually there. A lot of kids are visual learn like show me instead of telling me. Right. So you really have to walk that walk um, if you want your kids to be like that. Definitely. And in, in modeling that, you know, what's an example that that you've practiced self accountability or personal accountability with our children? <clears throat> I think um, I've, I've tried to as, as challenging as, as that is, um, I've tried to really put myself in, you know, your children's children's shoes and it's sometimes it was, can be hard, you know, with, with our oldest, my, my oldest son is our oldest son is very intelligent. And sometimes I can put, put adult expectations on him and I have to just be very aware and conscious of that. And, you know, each of my children are very different. Um, all, all it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how that happens. They all get raised in the same 
household with the same rules by the same people, but they're all very different. So um, being very conscious of not putting adult expectations on children and letting them kind of walk through mistakes. And also I feel like apology when I was, when I was growing up, I didn't, there wasn't really a lot of apologizing for misbehaviors of adults, right? It was just adults were quote unquote, never really wrong. And it was, uh, there was a lot of, because I said so. And I catch myself saying that sometimes too, when, you know, kids naturally will question things, right? They're learning things every day and they're, they're all, all this stuff is new to them. They haven't been on the world long enough, you know, to really understand and be as seasoned as adults. Right. So when they ask questions that they're nine times out of 10, maybe 99 times out of a hundred, they're not asking a question to challenge you or to be disrespectful. They genuinely don't know, but sometimes you can take that question as, well, what, 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 do you, what, what do you mean? Because I said so. Right. And, and that doesn't, that's where you're getting away from teaching mm-hmm. and you're not, you're just doing, you're being more of like a dictator, right? When you tell a kid something, it's because you want them to understand. Like you don't want to raise robots where they just, you know, can follow instructions. They can't think for themselves. They don't really comprehend anything. So getting away from I told you so has been something, you know, that I've been trying to do as much as I can. I catch myself. Um, but and I think the second thing is apologizing when you feel like you were wrong. And I feel like you do a really good job of that, of recognizing when maybe you misunderstood them or Maybe it was emotional decision or, you know, whatever it was, but not being afraid to apologize to, to your to your children. And, and a part of that, you know, constructive criticism or personal accountability is recognizing when you're wrong. So if you can show them, hey, mommy and daddy will be wrong sometimes. You're, you guys are definitely going to be wrong. You guys are just learning this whole thing where we're going to figure it out together. Right. I definitely do <clears throat> apologize a lot. And I think it's really important to normalize apologizing. Right. When when you feel like you've made a mistake, right? There's been times where I've lost my cool. And I think it's in that moment, it's really important to, to make amends, you know? And so I do, I definitely just thinking about, I do apologize a lot. And I think that's something I want to teach the children. It's like when you make a mistake or, you know, you have, you, you make a mistake or you do something unintentionally or intentionally, like you need, you, you got to correct that. Right. And, and by doing so, you got to make amends for whatever that mistake was. And in most cases, it's accepting responsibility and personal accountability and then apologizing in order to make the amends and, and move forward and learn from the situation. And I think that's something that it's so important to, to teach our children. So, and when you, when you, when you, when you do that, you also open a space for them to be able to speak for themselves. Like you hear a lot of a lot of parents like, well, why didn't you tell me this? And sometimes, you know, it could be that some fault of the parent. It could be, you know, it, it doesn't really it's not really appropriate to to blame or 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 give someone why why certain kids aren't comfortable doing certain things. But all pretty much all behavior is learned. Right. So when you I feel when you create. Uh, a safe environment by you're creating a safe environment by apologizing and realizing that you may not, you're opening the, the, the door to put to kids to be able to express themselves. And, you know, sometimes I'll laugh at KJ because he, KJ will tell you exactly what he feels. Mm-hmm. Like when I, you know, I maybe have done something or whatever, and maybe like I, I was kind of playing with him and push him on the ground or whatever. And we were wrestling or whatever. Like he'll go and tell me like, daddy, I didn't really like that. Right. And it's kind of funny hearing it because he's five, six years old. But I love that about him is that he will tell you exactly what it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. He'll, and but part of that is because like I can't imagine doing that 
I, a lot of times I, there's things that I didn't like that I was growing up, but I didn't feel it was, I had the space to vocalize that. But I feel like because the way you and I have the environment that we've created in our, in our house and in our life, our kids feel comfortable. And it's just, you have to catch yourself in terms of taking it disrespectfully. And you and I are big on respect and me for sure, but we just have to be, I feel like I've been very conscious of, instead of kind of being like, you know, who are you talking to? You know, really kind of taking the lens of, of where, who's actually saying this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think that it's a beautiful thing that he feels comfortable speaking to adults and being able to vocalize his, his feelings and his emotions. Cause a lot of, I mean, even a lot of adults can't do that. So I will commend you because in that moment, you know, you acknowledge that like, okay, you, you don't like how, you know, how rough I was and you'd like, you know, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean to hurt you. And so in, in that moment, that's you taking accountability. Even if you didn't feel like you were intentionally doing something, your action has caused discomfort to somebody. And in that moment, you took responsibility and you apologize to our son because the younger kelly would have been like man stop being soft you know what i mean it would just kind of brush that under the rug but like realizing that you know there you you have very small opportunities with children right like children will go kind of put their foot out there and see how you react and if they feel scared or they feel that their words weren't received properly then they'll go back into their shell and sometimes they never come back out. So you have to continue anytime you see those. And, and it's an extremely small window, right? Like if those two or three seconds, if I would have reacted improperly or aggressively or negatively or shut down his feelings, then who knows when he would have opened back up. And, you know, KJ is a strong, you know, minded individual. Maybe it wouldn't have affected him, but it's, it's, a, it's a vulnerable spot to be in. You have to make sure that you're creating an environment for your kids to feel vulnerable. Right. Right. So what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing from you is one creating, we're creating a safe environment for our kids to be able to open up to us and practicing self-accountability is a part of, is is one of those factors of creating a safe environment, right? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like there, there's no parent in America that if you ask them and they would be like, Hey, you know, do you feel, would you want your kids not to be able to talk to you? Right. But then they would say that, but then now that could, if you go in and dig a little bit deeper and say, well, what environment are you creating in your house for your children to feel comfortable, you know, bringing up their concerns to you? So I think, I think really controlling your emotional reactions to everything. And that just, quite frankly, that that's uh you know a skill that applies in life not just parenting right like being able to you can't control your emotions but you are you're not responsible for your emotion but you're responsible for your emotional reactions how you react to everything is what you're held accountable for right so being able to teach that to your to your children is essential right because they're emotional beings and they should be and you do, you never want to turn off uh, uh, you turn off the emotions of a child that the, the detriment and the, and the blowback from that as an adult will be tremendous, right? For the trauma and the pent up and not being able to release and all that type of stuff. And I dealt with some of that stuff, right? You know, with, with me growing up and being taught to be the, the machismo man and, and super alpha and, and all that stuff like that, there was a period of time where I turned off a lot of my emotions. Like I was talking to, to Dustin um, a little bit ago and, you know, there was like a period, I think of like seven years where like, I didn't, I didn't really cry. I didn't show emotions and, you know, you're just taught to be taught to be this quote unquote tough guy. And you just have to be careful 
Uh, you know, I think everybody would agree myself, maybe not everybody, but myself, you know, I would want my kids to be tough to a certain degree and, you know, kind of be able to push through things because life is not going to be easy. However, you, I would never want my children to not be in tune with their emotions and not recognize or feel comfortable that they can't express themselves because that's where a lot of dangerous things happen. You talk about maybe suicide or kids hurting themselves just because they, the more you pent things up, you, it's even that much harder to, ex, to control that reaction. And everybody has a breaking point. Right. And that's why, you know, I'm so grateful, you know, with this generation, I feel like we've all been more in tune with how we parent. Right. And I feel like when I was younger, there was no, no soul focused parenting. There wasn't, I wasn't raised with gentle parenting. Right. It was very authoritative and punitive. And I think in this generation, we've been more exposed to a different way of thinking and a different way of parenting. Because, you know, even as a younger child myself, and I know you, babe, like, we didn't get a lot of apologies when our parents made mistakes, right? Like, it, it, it is what it is. And, and that's why it's so, it's so awesome, the times that we're in now, because I'm more conscious um, of, of how I react to our children. And, you know, I think this is a really fun journey to be on, especially with you. And so, yeah, you know, thank you so much for joining me on this journey and sharing your thoughts on, on personal accountability and, and how it's important, you know, in, in parenting. For sure. For sure. I think it's of the, the utmost importance. And, you know, now I agree that you know, we were raised in different times and, you know, everybody always kind of can, can make that claim that oh, it was different when I was growing up and when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. But um, the fact of the matter is the world is always changing and, you know, for better, or for worse. And I think it's our responsibility, not only with our kids, but, you know, there's a there's millions and billions of other parents around as well. And that's where platforms like Soul Focus Group, you know, can really, really be beneficial to, you know, entire generations just outside of our, our immediate circle to be able to share this, these type of messages. My genius, my power, my optimal functioning. My genius, my power, my optimal functioning. Repeat after me. My genius, my power, my optimal functioning. That is the jingle of the Soul Focus Group because we are dedicated to helping you recover your genius, your power, and your optimal functioning. We want you to recognize the unique way that you comprehend things, express yourself, experience, and create in the world. We want to help you recover your genius, your power, your optimal functioning. Yes, absolutely. You know, just one more thing before we close out. Um, you know, I want to talk to you, like, what areas of improvement do you think, or what areas do you think we can improve better on with practicing personal accountability with our children? For me, is probably would be uh, patience. You know, I, I feel like um Depend. Sometimes I can be triggered. You know, my life can get a little bit, a uh, little hectic. You know, whether whether work or you know just personal life or the kids or whatever it is. You know, life life is never life is always a roller coaster. And you know, we've been really blessed to have a great life. But even with great lives and and very very blessed lives, 
uh, I feel that you can still you have your ups and downs, right? That's just how life is meant to be. And I wouldn't change it for the world. However, you with those ups and downs, you know, comes, you know, the emotional roller coaster as well. So sometimes it can be hard to in the moment because it's, it's all, all about, you know, reacting properly in the moment. And I try to take, you know, maximum accountability of my reaction in the moment. So really being at, at, at peace and trying to make sure that I stay as even keeled as possible with recognizing my emotions and not, you know, sweeping them under a rug, but also recognizing maybe when I'm when I'm triggered or when I'm a little bit more hostile or irritated and getting back to that kind of central place of calmness um, and peace. That's going to be. And again, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like I have this super tumultuous life and, you know, stressed all the time. Not again, I, I, I think I'm very thankful for everything that I have in the life that I have and, and my babies and my wife. But I would say patience would be the biggest thing. Sometimes I can be a very impatient person. And when you're impatient, it's very hard to take accountability. And that kind of puts you in an uneasy state. So practicing patience is 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 something that, you know, I would want my children to be patient. I would want my wife to be patient. And ultimately, you know, most importantly, I would want myself to be patient. So I think uh, patience is is my my mother used to say patience is a virtue so definitely um practicing patience would be my biggest point of emphasis yeah they definitely still say that now <laughs> patience is a virtue for sure well thank you for sharing that you know for me i think it's it's about an area that i can improve on is being consistent mm-hmm. and not just personal accountability for myself Um, but also being consistent with instilling that with the children, right? And like, it could be as simple as, you know, when the kids are playing, right? Like we have a rule that if you're going to play with your toys, there's a rule that you need to clean it up when you're done, right? And there are times where the kids, they play and, and eventually they get too tired and they're like, oh, we don't want to clean it up. And as, as much as much as it'd be easier to be like, okay, and then we as a parent go clean it up ourselves because we just don't want to have that power struggle with our kids and, and keep fighting about who's going to clean up the mess. You just got to be very calm and consistent and say, hey, you know, we have this role in the house and, and it's understood by the both of by all of us, right, children and adults, that once you're done playing, it's time to clean up. And, you know, I feel like if I don't hold that rule and stay consistent um, and hold them accountable to making their own, to, to cleaning up their own mess, they're going to take that message and think that, you know what, it, it is okay for, for me to break the rules sometimes. And so I think for me, it's important to practice consistency with accountability, you know, from both ends, whether it be from a parental standpoint or from, you know, our, our, our kids standpoint. So, and I think it's really easy to, you know, I think for myself, I'm an extreme consistent person, right? Like for me, I'll go, I'll go to know what's end to, to, to prove a point from a consistency standpoint, like, no, this is the rule. This is the rule where it is all the time. And I think it's, if we don't have consistency, then that's where you kind of get the, you know, well, maybe I'll go to mommy for this. And, and, you know, mommy lets me get away with it sometimes, or daddy lets me get away with this sometimes, but you know, mommy doesn't or whatever. And then now you, they kind of, you know, ultimately kids are going to try to figure out the best way to get what they want. But if you get extreme consistency from, you know, and of course you can always use your judgment, but if you get extreme consistency from both parents, you know, that's how you really nail home values. Right. And that's something that, you know, you and I hold each other accountable to, especially, you know, with me, you definitely hold me accountable and I'm holding myself accountable to being more consistent with, um, 
with the rules that we have around our house. For sure. So, well, awesome. This was a very fun segment. Um, you know, thank you for, once again, babe, for joining me. And I hope our listeners find value in this. Thank you. At the Soul Focus Group, we're probably one of the first organizations in the social justice movement to find ourselves moving away from fighting against racism to creating human solidarity. What we found is that we could fight 24 hours, 48 hours, or all our lives, and after fighting all this time, we have nothing to show for it. Of course, because we haven't created anything for ourselves. At the Soul Focus Group, we are one of the few organizations who have moved from fighting against racism to creating an alternative to racism. And we invite you to join us. Let's stop fighting and start creating the outcome we really want to experience. All right, everybody. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, I found the conversation to be, as I said in the intro, I found it to be powerful, vulnerable, applicable, and really a lot about how Cindy and Kelly are in a practice to break generational cycles around parenting and and modeling for their kids. So I really hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please remember to comment, like, um, come to soulfocusgroup.com to check out what we're offering. We want every one of you to be on this journey with us. We love you. We care about you. We mean that. We really do. And if you want to see that we love and care about you, come join us for anything that we do. Reach out to us. Send us an email. Comment. Uh, we just really appreciate you all listening. And I will ask you by myself this time to do what we always want you to do, which is to stay safe, stay well, and most of all, stay soul focused. Mm-hmm.